0: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to my In Conversation with series. This is um, Anna Green and Sheridan. Hello, Sheridan. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. 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 So we're here today to have a bit of a chat, um, to share some insights into what Sheridan does for a living, to maybe give you some helpful hints and tips out there as well. Um, yeah, so let's let's get cracking. Sheridan, tell people about yourself.
1: So, um, I'm Sheridan, obviously, Um, I am a mum of four, I am a grandma to six, um, and a dog mum, and a wife, and all of those other things that we all are, Um, and I have been with The Body Shop now for six and a half years, Um, prior to that, I was a primary school teacher, and I lived under a cloud. I lived under a cloud for about 10 years, and when I look back on reflection, I cannot believe how miserable miserable I was for such a long time, Um, but when you are in it, you kind of feel like there's nothing else out there for you, that you're stuck, that you can't make a change, you've got financial things over your head, and um, financial commitments, uh, as a primary school teacher, I spent my life in a room with uh, three children. I was lucky if I had a classroom support assistant and I didn't think I'd got anything to offer. I didn't think I'd got any skills. What on earth could I do? Who would want somebody who spent the room, the, the, you spend know, their the life locked in a room with children. You know, it was just like... Um, and then I was moaning to my oldest son about how miserable I was one day. I sat having a cup of coffee and telling him how I felt and he just sort of looked at me and said, Mum, when we were little you were mum and then you were Mrs Kenyon and now you're Mrs Kenyon and then you are mum and you've got nothing left and it was perhaps the hardest statement I've ever heard in my life it was like a slap in the face but it was the wake-up call that I needed so I didn't do this in the conventional way I left teaching and um, jumped out into sort of the great abyss <laughs> And stumbled across the body shop at home about 18 months later, having done supply and things like that, because I still believed there was nothing else out there for me other than education. Um, but I realized I didn't want to teach anymore. And I joined really, tongue in cheek, it was just an excuse. To convince myself that I was actually doing something to earn some money and I hadn't thrown a career down the pan, which a lot of my family kind of thought I'd done. Not my husband. My husband has been amazing the whole time. Um, And I went into it thinking I use the products. I've used the products since I was about 19. I I can remember watching Anita Roddick on the television campaigning with placards and stuff and save the whale and I loved all that sort of thing and I just thought well I've got nothing to lose I won't like it I won't last and I won't make any money um wow wrong on every level wrong on every level it is very rare in life that I am lost for words I can as a teacher, you learn to wing it and even when you've got nothing to come to your mind, you can still manage to keep on talking. And I did my fir- first party, my launch party. I bought ordered my kit, joined on the third of March and my kit arrived a couple of days later. And I kind of just looked at it for a few days and then thought, actually, you can get free products if you do um something within your, your first p- time. It was called SSPs then. I am going to do this. I'm going to do a party invited people and I can still remember my sister now who's one of my best friends laughing she was absolutely howling with laughter because I was lost for words and I didn't I felt so nervous you know put me in front of a hall of children 600 children and I'd be fine but here I was with my friends and ex-colleagues and all sat in my front room um lost for words literally But once I'd actually got over that, something switched inside me and I thought, oh my gosh, I love this. What on earth is going on? And it just all started flowing out of my mouth. I did have cue cards behind me, which I kind of forgot were there and ignored. And in my very first party in March, I sold £540 worth of products and I was like, wow that was just how have I earned money from doing that it was great I had a fabulous time with people who were loved and you know it was it was fantastic and it kind of just grew from there and it sounds a little bit cliche really but um I really haven't ever looked back um yes working for yourself is a roller coaster you have days where you're up here mm-hmm. and days where you're down there but um yeah I would um I can't imagine doing anything else. I can't imagine working for anybody else. And I can't imagine not being part of what I'm part of now. I know exactly just... what you
0: mean. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. it's a different life what, totally from what a normal yeah. person like you were, like I was before I found direct selling. It's just so different. And yeah. I think everybody should go at least once for definite.
1: Definitely. And I think what you said there about normal person, I think I spent a really long time sort of, I used to say in my proper job, I was a primary school teacher, but I don't do yeah. that now. And the dialogue in my head was that I wasn't doing something real, but actually yeah. as my business grew, you know, I was earning what I was earning when I was teaching and I'm loving every minute of it. I did it did get a little bit carried away and I did become a little bit obsessed with it because I loved it so much it kind of completely <laughs> consumed me um to the point where my husband said to me one day he said do you think you might as well just go back to teaching if this is what you, you, you're going to do and it's like no because I'm I might be working a lot of hours but it's my choice and I love it and you know I was yeah. so excited about it all it is totally different totally different so yeah yeah I just love and- every and I love what the Company stands for
0: yeah so your journey with body shop has been phenomenal hasn't it you've you've achieved so many things
1: yeah you tell us a little bit
0: about what you ended up getting from it uh yeah
1: yeah uh, well I've had I've had so many things so many things self-belief is is not something that's my strong point and I do always always kind of think there are people out there who deserve things more than me um but I am just sort of celebrating it's Four years ago, I was actually in Ghana, um, meeting our share suppliers, meeting Madam Faté, who was a lady. She's like the Ghanaian version of Anita Roddick. And I was one of four consultants chosen from the UK. Um, And I think I very nearly didn't apply. Um, Were it not for my husband, I wouldn't be sat here saying this now, but he's he's literally my biggest champion really. And I can remember sitting with him on the deadline day, and he said, Have you sent that application? Because I'd hit all the criteria and I'd done all the things. And he said, Have you sent that application in? And I was like, No. And he's like, why not? And I, and I went through this list of people and I can remember showing him all these amazing people because there's so many wonderful uh, in any business. I think that there's so many inspiring people around us and it is predominantly women. I mean, we do we do have men in the body shop now, as I'm sure they do in other businesses as well, but it is predominantly women. And I looked at this list and I could tick off 10 people I thought should be going in the- Obviously, they were only taking four, so it was like, why on earth would they choose so me? And he just turned around and said, "Send the application." He says, "I know for a fact that people will be start looking at you with exactly the um, same sort of thoughts in their head." He said, "Send it in; you've got nothing to lose." So I sent it in. I can still remember the day. It was in July when they um, announced who was going, and I was sat with my oldest friend who I used to go to school with secondary school. We've been friends since we were eleven, and she said to me, um, when did you find out about that trip? And I said, oh, it's today at one o'clock. She's like, well, what are you doing? Get your, get your phone out. Is it, what is it? I said, oh, they're going live. And and I can remember her saying to me, get on it now. And it's like, no, I don't want to watch it. It'll spoil our lunch. Let's just have our lunch and I'll check later. She said, no, we are not doing that. Put it on. And we had it playing. Um, and there's this poor chap sat at the side of us. And he was like on his computer eating his lunch, minding his own business. And it came on and they, they do this thing, don't they? The head officers and things where they talk for ages and they don't get to the point and they get like, wait for so many people. And this went on for a while. And then they went, They said they were going to announce the names. And my name was the first name out. And we both let out this unbelievable noise. I didn't actually think I was capable of making a noise like this in public. And the poor guy at the side of me nearly had a heart attack. and he nearly fell off his chair. <laughs> he was so shocked. We had to explain to him, you know, what was going on. and It was, it was just, It felt very unreal. Even as we landed in Ghana, I can remember saying, and the other four girls that I was with were all saying, we're going to Ghana. We're in Ghana. How are we here? You know, how are we here? But we did. And we got to see firsthand how, um, you know, business really can be used as a force for good. Um, You know, seeing these women who had met Anita Roddick 26 years earlier, who were voiceless and invisible, and had nothing, then become, through a trading relationship, so empowered that they were the biggest income earners, over 11 villages, that the community premium that they receive on top of their um, fair pay had um, gone into their communities and they sit on a council and decide where it's spent. And there were children wearing school uniforms, you know, they built seven schools. And they'd got a maternity ward and they'd got a children's clinic and they have got a flushing toilet. I mean, it's not a flushing toilet like you or I would think of a flushing toilet, but it was a flushing toilet. They'd got clean water. They'd got sanitation. You know, their lives had changed, but it was like, it was driven by their own actions. It wasn't an age thing. So there was no dependency. Um, and it, gosh, I don't think I've ever cried as much in my life ever. And to sort of see, because we knew that there was a story that we'd been told by um, Lee Manuel, who was the head of community fair trade in the body shop. And when Anita met them at first and they had nothing, in the Ghanaian culture, if you leave, you have to have um, your best outfit, what would have been our Sunday best back in the day when we used to do things like that. And they were not allowed to leave the village unless they were dressed appropriately. But there was one, one dress in the village and you had to ask for it so two women needed to go out on the same day only one could go because it was only one dress these women now own five six dresses that they could wear i mean one of it's just it's life-changing stuff um just amazing it's um and sort of seeing how they work and they're in a safe environment and you know they've got barclays bank accounts these women now leave the village on their own go to their own bank account and have their own money. And that's that's through a trading relationship. It's business as a false good, which is why, um, why I'm with The Body Shop, because I just love that the more than, yeah, finding. it's It's very similar to how
0: I see network marketing, really, because you are yeah. part of the bigger thing that allows you to use their products, their branding, their reputation, to go out there and change your life. And so yeah. many people don't use that to its full advantage because it's up to you. Those people over in Ghana could have sat there and done nothing with it, but they chose to yeah. take action. That is exactly yeah. what happens in network marketing. And you're given yeah. this massive opportunity to go out there and change your life. Totally changed my life because I took action. And I know it's changed yours.
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's that ripple, isn't it? It's that little ripple. <laughs> so you, you take small action. And it ripples out, and it ripples out to your customers, and it ripples out to people who want to join your business, and it ripples out to your providers, and everything yeah. you do has a big picture, and yeah. I think that's really powerful. And and to be yeah. part of something like that, to be part of that community, one of the things that we all sort of noticed very quickly when we were in Ghana, we went with very Western eyes, and all around us, not even in the villages. I mean, they didn't. They, they, Poverty was rife, but not like it was outside in Ghana. And I've never seen poverty like it. I've never, ever seen anything like it. But very, very quickly, we realised that we were looking at it wrong through our Western eyes because they were rich in so many ways that we'd lost. And it was the community and togetherness. And I think, like you say, as a network marketer, you become part of something bigger and you, you develop that community and that connection with people. And that is such a powerful thing to be part of. Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: And so worth so much more than money. Yeah, Oh, yeah. So much more.
1: Yeah, it's not all about the money, is it? But, you know, we've got to earn a living, but you might as well earn a living doing something that fills you with passion and inspires you.
0: Absolutely. And the way I see it, and I see my whole business like this, if I want to make an impact, we, we want to make an impact in some way, especially if we are with a company um, with such an ethos as body shop or um, many of the others out there that have this this mission I have a mission um and the more I earn the more impact I can have yeah and that's the way I see because I know a lot of people in this industry struggle with the fact that they're making money by selling products to friends and family and whoever else well, actually the more you can do that the more you can sell your products, the more you can get them into people's hands, the bigger impact you can make on so many more lives. Whether that is through yeah. your team that you're building, whether that is through the people you're helping, whether that is through donating to charity or providing for your family, that, that's that's big.
1: Yeah, massive. Massive, it's life-changing. I mean, I can, I can still remember when um, somebody, a consultant who joined my business, and she was on maternity leave at the time I can remember when she actually I can still hear this giant breath in that she took before she told me that she'd handed a notice and she wasn't going back and and that was so exciting for me I mean that was better than any pay packet I could get because that was life-changing for her and it's been part of things like that as well I mean it is there's nothing like it is there there's nothing like it out there no, and I think I think it's a very misunderstood industry. I think you you work hard, you get paid well, and like you say, you literally are changing lives. And it's in your yeah. hands. It's down yeah. to you. It's down to what you do, um, how you do it, and it's about looking to people around you, isn't it? And and actually drawing on their expertise and stuff, and actually mm-hmm. t- taking it on board. There is a danger, isn't there, of falling into the learning trap? I look at my um self. Mm-hmm. Development books I got. and I think how many of those have I actually actioned that I thought were wonderful so there is, there is the danger of like just soaking it all up and not actioning it but it's taking those little daily actions that move your business forward and you know um, we've just had our conference and somebody a really inspirational leader was on stage and she just sort of said you know an hour a day have you got an hour a day that's all you need and it's like what? it just puts it into context as to what you can do in such a short time.
0: Yeah, well, talking of conference, tell us all about it. You just had an
1: amazing weekend. We have just had an amazing weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's if I think if there was a way to actually capture what you get from a conference and put it in a bottle and have a swig of it every morning when you got out of bed, how amazing would your life be? It's, you know, it, it just, it's just incredible the feeling that you get from them and the inspiration that you see and one of the things I mean I love listening to other people's stories I love seeing how other people have, have done and what they have they've succeeded and you know and I think one of the things is when you're looking and you're watching from the outside and you know these people, or you've just had a coffee, you've been in the queue chatting to them, having a, getting a cup of coffee, mm. and they are just normal people. And yet they've done incredible things with the business and the life. I think it is just so empowering because you just look and you think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. It is achievable. It's not, you know, it is it is something for everything. And I think you get so many snippets. There's so many people. And it. And it it happens with tra- any training really. I mean, I go to absolutely any training I can and I, if I don't, you know, I am one of these people who catches up on lives and re-watches things. And mm-hmm. just because, you know, so e- everybody around the table has got something to offer. Everybody. It just I think it doesn't matter where you are in the business, everybody's got something to bring to the table. And I think if you are open to listening to other people's ideas and listening to what's being said and really, really taking on board and watching and and being motivated and and inspired I think you can actually get so much that you can then adapt to your own personality I think there's I think you have to do that I don't think I don't believe that you can take somebody's idea and just like put it out there as yours because you're not them and it is this thing about your own personality but there's so many inspiring people in this industry who have got just so much to offer and so much um, experience and advice. I mean, you're one of them, <laughs> you know, you really are one of them. It's it's just, just listening to, sometimes as well, it, you've just got to hear it again. It might not be anything new, but sometimes hearing it from a different voice or um, just hearing it again, I mean, I'm really excited that this Christmas is all about community fair trade. I think that just needs to be out there. Um, I can stand on my soapbox and talk about that till the cows come home. I don't like knocking on people's door. I would never do anything like that. I, just, I don't even see myself as a salesperson really, although I obviously am. But that is what, where mine comes from. So I'm super excited about that. But the inspiration and the motivation that you get from in-person training, Zoom training, whatever, but a conference. If you can go to a conference or whatever your company calls, them, I would always advise going. I've never missed yeah. one, and I don't ever plan to miss one because I think you just you can't you just can't buy what you get from it. No, no, you can't. And yeah, a lot of the time you
0: pay to go, and it's quite expensive because then you have your hotel as well, and your ticket, and your food, and you But what you will learn and then implement will well and truly cover that cost. Absolutely, oh, yeah. the experience of it—they're phenomenal. They really are. I'm like you; I would never miss a conference. I went to every single one. I do miss them, though. I have to say, I do miss them. I need inviting to. If anybody's listening and wants to invite me to come and speak at their conference. (laughs) Hello. I want to go to conferences (laughs) again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they they are brilliant. There's an
1: energy energy in the room. There's an energy in the room of a conference. There is something. You can't even describe it. It's electric. And I think, you know, even people you don't know, everybody is rooting for everybody else when you see somebody on the stage and they've, they've achieved something you don't even have to notice that know that person personally but you are up there on your feet clapping and cheering and you know really behind them and and it's a genuine thing you know that's that's not in a lot of industries you don't see things like that um, and I do think there is something so powerful in in that sort of community that you get and being part of something bigger and it's massive it's massive I love it yeah <laughs> I
0: remember the first ever conference I went to back in oh crikey do I dare say 2008 I think it's 2008 <laughs> <laughs> um, so a long time ago and I remember walking in and I didn't know anybody my upline leader was going to be there but I'd met her once I didn't know anybody else in this room full of about 1500 people and I remember walking in and everyone being so friendly and supportive and chatting away and I I was sat in the big conference hall watching these people go up on stage and I remember sitting there going I want that that's that's what I want that's I want to be up on those stages next year um they announced the holiday the incentive trip when I was there I'm going to be on that incentive trip did I get it no I didn't get it but I aimed for it and I got it the next year there was no stopping me from that day and I I swear that it was that conference that drove me to do and be as successful as I was and people that are missing out on them oh don't miss out if you can go if you can watch one online if you can be part of it in some way shape or form do it honestly do it
1: <laughs> definitely definitely but, but there is like say if you could literally put it in a bottle what you get yeah and have a sip every day you'd, like you'd just be like on it all the time it's just like that fire it gives you motivation but yes. beyond anything else yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. So before we disappear off, have you got anything you would like to share with the audience? Any top tips? Any pearls of wisdom? Um,
1: I would say be yourself. Don't change yes. anybody else. because you're not, I think it's so important to be you and remember that Everybody that's in your group, everybody that's your customer, everybody that's in your team, they're there because they're like you. You don't have to be anybody else or aspire to be like anybody else. You just have to be you. Um, I would um, make sure that you look to people who inspire you and, you know, learn from them and talk to them and really get, turn up at any any training Whatever it is, whether it's five people around a coffee table in somebody's house, if you get invited, go. Um, and be consistent. And people tell you to be consistent. And, and it is. I think it's one of the most difficult things to do, be consistent, because we all have days where we don't feel like it and we're tired or everything else. But being consistent and turning up every day, as yourself and just touching base with your business is game breaking it changes it big time yeah and enjoy it it is fun you have to work hard if you want if you want to you know you can't sit there anybody that sells things like this as a get rich quick is like you know it's not true so you do have you you get out of it what you put into it but if you're prepared to put into it there's no capping is there it's it's open to everybody and I think that's why I think that's another thing that's incredible it doesn't matter where you are in it there's no cap on top of it nobody you know you can go wherever you want to go with it if you're prepared to really sort of invest your time and effort into it absolutely
0: it's exciting stuff thank you so much Jordan, for sharing all that with us today um, where can people find you on your socials
1: I am um, I'm on Instagram as Cheridan Kenyon, but I will hold my hand up and say I don't do very much on there, but it is on my list to do more. Um, I have a Facebook group called Rise Up With You, um, and that's looking at, it's body sharp with self-love and self-development, because I think that's part of, I think all of us that join this sort of business, go on a self-development journey, and I think sharing that with other people is important. Um Brilliant. I'm just Sheridan Kenyon on (laughs) Facebook. Brilliant.
0: Thank you so much. I will pop the links below um, for where you can find Mm -hmm. Sheridan. And uh, thank you very much for having a chat with me this afternoon. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.